Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the A Minute to Midnight show, folks. This is Tony coming to you from New Zealand. And with me on the show, I have John Haller, who you'll all, I'm sure, be familiar with, who's been on the show a number of times. And it's great to have you back again, John, today. Good to be back with you again in this sort of strange, dystopian world that we live in now. <laughs> it, it certainly is. It's becoming more and more that every day. And... Um, I said to you off air, I'm feeling really concerned today with what I'm yeah. seeing in terms of the whole uh, drive to vaccinate the entire world as Bill Gates wants and has said that no normality basically until the whole world virtually is vaccinated. Um, thank you, Mr. Gates. <laughs> but anyway, it's definitely um, concerning me and you know, I've got to say yeah. today I'm feeling pretty concerned about it. So the the word today that I heard on the news is that if you have been vaccinated, this was, I think, came from the CDC or National Institutes of Health. It's a news report on Salem Radio Network. I, hold it, I heard it four times when I was driving around, that if you're vaccinated, you can now go out in private areas like homes and... Uh, meet with other vaccinated people who, uh, and you don't have to wear masks and you don't have to social distance. But the, uh, the, you know, the, the, the parties that want everybody to be equal are now creating a two tier society uh, everywhere. And it's, it's just everywhere. So, and then the other word that I got today from the head of the CDC, I think it was, she came out and she Dr. said- Dr. Rochelle Walensky? I believe that's who it yeah. is, yes. And she essentially said, listen, um, if you're vaccinated, you, um, you shouldn't travel, even if you're vaccinated, and you shouldn't, uh, because you can- I, I guess you can still get it or you can still give it to somebody else. Yeah, well, she's come out and said, this is from Fox News, in public areas, fully vaccinated people should still wear fitted masks and practice physical distancing and other mitigation measures, hand hygiene, covering coughs, avoiding crowds, as a precaution, the CDC says. Apparently, according to the CDC, 9.2% of the US population is now fully vaccinated and 17.7% have received at least one dose, um, but yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. So fully vaccinated people can resume at l l resume some things at low risk to themselves, but yeah, uh, still hasn't stopping you from wearing a mask in public and all that. And it's not a vaccine. I'm tired. Of, you know, we're, they're calling it a vaccine. Vaccinated. It's not a vaccine. It's a it's an experimental drug. Um, and yeah, I want to cover a lot more of what I'm seeing is concerning about this. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been researching it and I have some, I have a lot of questions. Uh, I'm probably more in the, I don't know, in the center of it, but you know, certainly there are things that concern that are concerning. Uh, one is that, uh, apparently if you get COVID, you don't have any immunity to COVID, which seems to be, you know, in the past, if you got the flu, you, you know, you were pretty much immune from getting that strain of flu again um, for a while. But now they're sort of saying like, you know, what Dr. Walensky said, even if you're vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask, you still have to avoid people. And I don't know if that's because the 
uh, alleged, we'll call it the alleged vaccine, is not that effective. I mean, no vaccine is really, I mean, the flu vaccines that we, I mean, it's They've been, never worked properly. Well, it's been over a decade since I had one. And those vaccines, you know, were at best 20, 30% effective, they said. So that even if you got it, you still had a greater chance of getting the flu than you, you know, you had a slightly less chance, but you still had a greater chance of getting it than you did of being protected by the vaccine, in which those were apparently real vaccines. And so now with this one, though, it appears when you get the disease, you're not, uh, you have no immunity. And when you get the vaccine, the alleged vaccine, uh, it's questionable whether you have an immunity. And the one thing that I've noticed, and Tony, this is the the concern that I have personally with this, is that um, the way this thing is designed is that it might provoke a very severe uh, immune response in some people. Yeah, which yeah. which can be dead, which which can be deadly. I mean, well, and so uh, yeah. Yeah, I have I have friends who are hyper allergic to things and, and they're they're being told, you know, you really shouldn't get the vaccine. And so, you know, even if you so now, you know, those people are relegated to, I guess, social isolation forever. I, I don't know. I It's just you certainly can't travel. Uh, I will share a couple of things that have happened to friends of mine. I have a friend. Uh, his daughter is a teacher. And, you know, I'm not going to say where she lives or anything like that, but she had COVID last fall um, and she was pretty sick, got better, went back to teaching and she got the vaccine and immediately, you know, she's down for a couple of days at least with 104 degree temperature. I mean, 104 degree temperature yeah. is a pretty yeah. high temperature. Yeah. And then locally uh, here in the Columbus area, one school district had a lot of schools closed because the teachers, they released a press release that was very ambiguous. It says due to, we have, we don't have enough substitute teachers due to teachers receiving the vaccine. Now you can interpret that one of two ways. This is what this is. It must've been written by the school's lawyer because they want to make it fuzzy. So one way to interpret that is they, they're taking the day off to get the vaccine or they are, uh, they, the word that we got was that there were several dozen of teachers who had had COVID and recovered, got the vaccine and then were very sick. Mm, yeah. So, so they didn't get immunity from having the thing. Then they get the alleged vaccine. And I would say most of the vaccines around here, are the Moderna and uh, Pfizer Pfizer, Pfizer uh, modified mRNA vaccines? Yes, yeah. yeah. The two shot. You have to yeah. get two shots. I haven't seen or talked to too many people that have gotten the AstraZeneca one, and then at least here in the U.S., the Johnson and Johnson one, uh, which is a more traditional vaccine and that it has, you know, sort of a dead and weakened virus in it to provoke the immune response or to train your antibodies. Um, it's just being released. So that, so there are really about four that I'm aware of. It's, but it's just, <laughs> you know, and then, as you know, I have a bunch of friends who have expressed concerns about the vaccine. I mean, if you express just legitimate concerns about, you know, this thing is pretty new, it's new technology, it hasn't been tested very long. I mean, people are being completely ripped off of social media for that. Yeah, uh, you, you can't, you cannot question this anywhere in the media, in social media or on the mainstream media. It's it, it a blackout. They're basically shutting you up and shutting you down. And I tried to post a, an article from... Um, on yesterday on Facebook from the um, Global Research and uh -huh. it was an international alert message about COVID-19 from 1,500 um, United Health Professionals from um, 
including professors of medicine, intensive care, physicians, infectious disease specialists from different countries of Europe, Asia, America, uh, Africa and Oceania. And basically uh, Facebook, well, they're basically saying we need to stop this, you know, the epidemic is amplified, dramatised and industrialised by criminals who take advantage to achieve economic and political and ideological goals and agendas harmful to humanity. Well, that got taken down instantly on Facebook. Uh, as soon as I posted it, it was, you know, broke the community standards or whatever. So you cannot even question this. Now, as far as I just want to jump in a little bit, um, sure. you mentioned the different vaccines. Well, an article came out today for New Zealand, Pfizer vaccine confirmed, but questions remain around rollout. New Zealanders know which COVID-19 vaccine they'll be jabbed with, but won't yet find out when they might receive it. But the government here has just bought 8.5 million doses of the Pfizer Pfizer vaccine, bringing the total on order to 10 million, and which is enough to vaccinate the entire population of New Zealand. Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister, announced on Monday, um, and more details will be announced on Wednesday regarding the rollout. But uh, the Health Minister of New Zealand, Chris Hipkins, this was on stuff.co.nz, COVID-19 certain inevitability that visitors to New Zealand will require proof of vaccines, says the Health Minister Chris Hipkins. COVID-19 Response Minister Chris Hipkins says it appears inevitable that the government will require visitors to New Zealand to prove they've been vaccinated for COVID-19. I don't think we should stop citizens coming in, but it may well be that for others, for visitors coming in, that it does become a requirement, he said. Now that decision has not yet been taken, but it has a certain inevitability about it. That's one article. Another one, um, COVID-19 vaccine passports, almost an inevitability within next year from Chris Hipkins, our health minister. COVID-19 vaccine passports will almost inevitably within a year... Um, be re re required, according to him. Hipkins said, while there's a lot of water to flow under the bridge very quickly, he believes a vaccine passport is highly likely to be something people will need to get within the next year. So basically, they've got 10 million doses enough to va vaccinate the whole of New Zealand. Why have they done that unless they're intending to coerce the entire population into getting it, is my thinking. They're saying it's not going to be mandatory, but you can see what's going to happen. If you don't get the COVID-19 vaccine, you'll be excluded from this, 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 and this. And basically, you you know, you ostracized. Um, and that is extremely scary. I don't like it at all. And really, when you look at what's happening in Israel, and Israel right now is a canary in the coal mines and the big test case, I think, for what's going to happen globally. And, John, I just want to play a piece of audio that someone, um, thank you, John Webster, sent me uh, via Facebook of someone from Haifa in Israel. And I'll just play that clip now. This is Michael Gannot with Insight to Israel and Chocolates for Heroes. And I'm here in Haifa. We're getting ready to do a shooting for a movie that I'm the lead role in. And people need to know what's happening here in Israel. I just got unblocked from Facebook after 30 days and I have to be careful about everything I say because I could be blocked again. Right now the government is using the Ministry of Justice to monitor Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Telegram. They are blocking, banning, and deleting, and will even criminally prosecute anyone that has any negative voice against the vaccine that's literally not by government standards, but by government advertisement, anything negative said about the vaccine. This is not a vaccine in the truest international medical definition. This is a synthetic drug that hasn't been tested, it hasn't been tried, but because Israel is leading the way in this vaccination, uh, they want everyone vaccinated. That's the goal. 
right now, if you don't take the vaccination, you're segregated uh, in your job, your job, your employment's being threatened. There are principals of schools that are saying if your child's not vaccinated, they can not come to school. And all this is illegal. It's illegal by the law. And um, the government's doing nothing to step in and stop it. They're rolling over the rights of individuals to choose what goes in their body. The Prime Minister wants to make this the epicenter of the world, vaccine epicenter. He wants to move, and he will move Moderna and Pfizer factories here. And this will be the main distribution point. You cannot buy, sell, or travel in this country uh, and have freedom unless you're vaccinated. The green passport is being promoted uh, here in Israel to the EU who will have the green passport starting before the summer. Folks, this is, there's been half of the country that's been vaccinated already. And the atmosphere here is pitting Jews against Jews. The ones that are vaccinated, they still have to wear a mask. They still have to social distance. They blame ones that haven't vaccinated for the continued problems here in Israel when it's the government that's locking everything down. For example, in the state of Florida, they're wide open. They have 22 million people in Florida and the state's wide open. Children are going to school. There's no forced masks. There's no forced vaccinations. Here in Israel, there's only 9 million people. And the atmosphere that's here is unbelievable. Those who will not comply with the government are being segregated, persecuted, ostracized. And it's ungodly. The religious say that this vaccine is from God. No, it's from Bill Gates. It's from the World Economic Forum that Bibi's a part of. This is not a secret. Their goal is, Bill Gates, if you study his whole history, he's about population control. I don't know how much time I have left in the country. I've been saying this for a few months, but I know my time is growing shorter and shorter. For those that have vaccinated, I have nothing to say. For those who haven't, who are fighting for your freedom, you can't imagine the pressure that is un on these people all day. They need your prayers. They're reaching out to the outside world. But this time, there's nothing to save any of us except for God. We should not be forced to put an experimental drug, a synthetic drug, that the government's not responsible for. If something happens to your child, if something happens to you, the government takes no responsibility. If something happens to you or your child or your family, your friends, your loved ones, you can't sue the manufacturer. The laws are already in place. We should not be forced to take something into our arm. And this is just the beginning. They're already saying that in six months you have to get another, then another. I've been doing videos for an entire year about this and the steps that are being taken to undermine our freedom, to diminish our rights as individuals. My rights come from God and not from government. And I am the determiner of my destiny and my eternity. Please pray for the Jewish people, those that are fighting for their freedom. The government controls the media. They started a political party seeking for human rights. And the government, the, the head of the party was a doctor. They stripped him of his medical license. They've silenced him. The media is not allowed to interview them. They're ostracized here. Folks, you better know what's coming to your country. It's tyranny. That's all that it is. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel. We pray for God to deliver us and bring us freedom. Okay, so folks, if you've listened to that, and that's not the only 
one I've heard from Israel. I posted another one in a previous video that I put out. But if you look at what's going on um, and think that they're basically, well, ostracizing anyone that doesn't take the vaccine and get the green pass, and I think this is the goal for the world, and it looks to me like Israel is the you know, epicenter of, of the starting out of this, which is massively concerning. I don't know what your thoughts are, John, on this. But... Well, and yeah, it is. Um, so, um, you know, my ultimately I'm sort of like, well, if you want to get this thing, you go ahead and get it. But I also think that people need to be uh, informed as to what they're doing. And what I, and what I see going on in Israel is, and, and I'm not sure – what happened? I know that uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, he has made a very large um, push on the vaccines. And he's essentially, he's, he's similar to what uh, President Trump was doing. He's saying, look, I'm the one who got you the vaccines. I got you the vaccines. And there was a big article, I talked about it in my prophecy update yesterday uh, from uh, Bloomberg Businessweek. And it talked about the head of Pfizer. And what Pfizer did was uh, they entered into an agreement with Israel because Netanyahu came to him and, and came to Pfizer and said, listen, we will pay you. I think Pfizer was going to charge $15 per dose. And Netanyahu said, I'll pay you 30 per dose. And in addition, Israel agreed to sign uh, an agreement with Pfizer that allowed Pfizer to get all of the data of what happened when people got the vaccine. It, it essentially, and I, I think you can make a pretty good argument, that it essentially turned Israel into a research group for the Pfizer vaccine. And they agreed to share data. And, and they always say in these things, we're going to share data, but we're going to protect everybody's privacy which doesn't seem to work out very too well very often. So a lot of people, the, and you heard the audio just a moment ago, in Israel are very concerned about what's going on and are somewhat uh, distressed. So this is being done under the guise of, um, you know, protecting the public. But, it, it you know, and they're still – they're talking about a fourth lockdown in Israel now. They've had three major ones. The election is in, I think, two weeks from tomorrow for the Knesset because uh, the government had to be uh, dissolved again. I think it's their fourth election in two years, which seems to be sort of like waterboarding the entire population with these constant campaigns. But – there was also, and so, you know, I've done some research on it. They have a thing that they call the Green Passport, and they have an app that they put out. But there's, I think I was in Haaretz and some other newspapers I read, they were already seeing major security concerns and or breaches with regard to this Green Pass app that the Ministry of Health is putting out. So here again, we have the assurances that everything's going to be protected and everything's going to be private, but it never works. The contract, by the way, the contract tracing things that were put in place in a number of places, those things, I mean, even the New York Times was reporting yesterday, uh, they had a big article over the weekend, I guess it was, that what's going on with these things? You know, the, those contract tracing things, they never, they never worked out. Uh, they, they were kind of a total bust. So maybe they didn't work because they weren't well designed or maybe they didn't work because people, um, didn't, didn't like them. Uh, you know, they didn't want to use them because of the privacy issues. So in the New York times, by the way, has had a very good series over the last year and a half called the privacy project. Even the liberal left wing New York times has expressed many concerns editorially that the, the way this information is being collected and used and even sold to people, uh, sold to law enforcement people who can then tie it to other databases that they buy from somebody else and they can track people pretty severely. So the Ministry of Health in Israel puts out this COVID pass, Green Pass app, and there's already a lot of concerns about it and it doesn't seem to be working that well.
So then, which may be a good thing, but they're moving forward. And you're, if you're not getting into Israel, unless you get a vaccine and have a vaccine certificate. Now, the World Economic Forum, at least the current COVID pass thing on their website. Common pass, it's called. Yep. Yeah, common pass. Will be, uh, it, will, it will track whether you've had, the, had COVID-19 or a vaccination. But who knows how long that's going to be to where they just take away, well, you had COVID-19, but, well, you don't really get immunity from that, so you have to have the vaccination. So at least right now, the the app, which is, as of yesterday, it still says that the uh, Common Pass is still in development. Um, and who knows when it's going to be rolled out, but who knows exactly what it's going to include. Is it going to allow you to travel if you can prove that you had the vaccine? Uh, so the Ministry of Health in Israel, back to Israel, they put out a video uh, to go along with the, the push for to get everybody vaccinated and for the, uh, the Green Passport app. And the video shows they show people going to restaurants and going to concerts and going to public places and uh, all of these things and in the in health clubs to work out. And the clear implication is if you if you get the vaccine, you'll get the green passport and you will um, you'll be able to do those things. There was one shopping mall that actually started checking people. Uh, as to whether they had the vaccine and the vaccine certificate. And I believe there was some pushback against that. And I, my understanding is that they dropped that, but there's, there's this push everywhere to get this thing. Uh, and I can tell you as a lawyer, uh, I have addressed this issue with other lawyers. Is it going to be, can an employer, private employer require you to get the vaccine as a condition of employment? And the answer pretty much is, unless you fall within the uh, health uh, disability provisions of some of the other anti-discrimination statutes in the United States, the answer is yes. If you aren't getting the vaccine, you can't, before they can fire you, if you have a disability, you're hyperallergic or something like that, that makes, you know, puts you outside the category of someone who really should, cannot get the, this vaccine or alleged vaccine uh, safely, then you will have to, uh, they have to, the employer will have to make reasonable accommodations for you. So it would be similar to, if you had a disability where you were confined to a wheelchair, the employer just can't fire you in the United States without making reasonable accommodations. Now, the question will be, the reasonable accommodation may be you have to work at home and you can never come into the office. Um, so that's the answer. And, and so in many respects, Tony, what I see happening is the governments don't have to mandate the vaccines. The private companies will do it for them. The the thing there was another article in New Zealand um, on our stuff.co.nz website. I think it was that one where they uh, were talking about uh, employment here. It's like, well, they probably won't do it to existing employees, you know, to say you have to be it, but but it will come into likely come into play for new employees. Like if you try to get a new job somewhere, then you know, they can go, well, have you got the vaccine? No, sorry. You know, you can't come and work here if you haven't got it. So it's likely to start off that way. It'll be people trying to change employment or go to new right. you know, new jobs. Yeah, and, and it's different. Look, so for example, if you're uh, a pastor of a church and you don't want to get the vaccine, you know, unless you're, you know, you're pretty much going to be okay. But it's the people that that work, and and I've been contacted by people. They work in healthcare, yeah, and and they've been told, you know, or or schools. I mean, these are people who have had 30, 40 careers as a nurse, or thirty, forty year careers as a teacher, 
And they've been told, you're not getting the vaccine. You're done. You're not coming back. The other thing is I can see what will also happen in the near future is if somebody gets sick and wants to go to the doctor, they'll call call up, you know, the, the doctor's. Um, and the first thing is, um, what we notice you haven't received your vaccine yet. Are, are you going to uh, come in and get the vaccine as well? Uh, no, I don't want the vaccine. Well, I'm sorry. Well, you, you can't come here. We're only taking pa- um, patients who um, submit, you know, who to agree to be vaccinated. So then I can see that you'll be excluded from going to see doctors and other healthcare professionals if you're not going to be vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, this, uh, John, let's be honest, this is looking, in, to me, it may not be the mark of the beast, but this is looking so much like what the Re- book of Revelation says about you can't buy, sell, or trade without this mark of the beast. This is, I mean, call, you know, call an sure. elephant an elephant, you know. <laughs> it's in the room. This is just, we've never had a situation like this before, and it's becoming a global situation uh, very rapidly. It's really the, it's the convergence of a number of things b- beyond the vaccination part. I mean, the uh, I'm working on a talk uh, that I'll that'll be broadcast in a um, online conference for last day's Bible conference. I think it's ldbc.ca. I think there is a registration fee. It'll broad it'll broadcast the end of April. And one of my talks is being called Deplatforming Humanity. And there's there's any number of ways that this deplatforming humanity is going to take place. It's going to be the vaccination, and it's going to be the social media, social credit scores, however you want. Yes. That if you're not a good citizen, yeah. you can't participate in society. Yeah. And, you know, you, you add into that things that are going on here in the U.S., the thing called the Equality Act. Uh, HR one, which you know, two years ago, almost two years ago, Joe Biden was here during the campaign leading up to the 2020 election. He was here in Columbus. They had their national awards uh, banquet here in my my town for the human rights campaign, and and Biden got up and said, "Listen, this will be my, my number one priority when I am become president." So I, I don't know if he remembers that. Uh, I'm sure that people that uh, are running things know that. I, I say that we're not really in the first, I call it the O'Biden administration. Yeah. Because I think, and even well-known commentators, you know, Caroline Glick and others say this is Obama's third term. Um. And I, I have to agree with it. And with the way things, by the way, with the way things, the speed at which the Democrats have rolled out legislation and executive orders for Biden to sign that completely undo everything that Trump did during his administration, they were planning this for a while. They, they, the, the criticism of Trump, which I think was a legitimate criticism, was when he came into office in 2016 – he didn't have the plans for populating the infrastructure of government with people, policy people that agreed with him. It, and it was a bit of a, a, a disconcerted, uh, inept effort at the beginning. Biden came in with a complete agenda and everything prepared to be dropped. And they're dropping stuff every day. Uh, but this Equality Act will tie into social media, and if you have any questions about the transgender agenda and you speak against it, your social credit score will go down. There are video. There at least there used to be. I know that I played a video of this when I first really became aware of it. Uh, the magazine Wired had a front page article on it back in. It was 2018, I think, uh, mid-2018, about the social credit score. And so then I started digging into some research. And I played a video of a guy in China, and he said, listen, you know, I am – I am – I went to buy a a high-speed rail pass the other day. I can't do that. I can't buy an airline ticket because my social credit score is too low. 
And effectively what they've done is they've put me under house arrest in the region where I live. I can't get out of here because I, I can't use my money to go anywhere. So, so you have this sort of strange convergence to, to de-platform people on many levels. And it's going through, you know, you know, you try to, you criticize the election results or express concerns about them. They're, they're over. I mean, they, they have a bill out HR five here in the U S which will, um, put in place. Now I think it's unconstitutional on its face, but let's say the Supreme court never gets around to ruling on it before the next election you know, this this thing would institutionalize or put in law all the stuff that everybody was complaining about from the 2020 election, the mail-in ballot, uh, voting, the ballot harvesting, uh, unlimited registration. Uh, you can't even purge vote, voter rolls. It's illegal. And then, you know, they put it, and then they add some things to it, like, Anybody who runs for president now will have to disclose their tax returns. Um, it's it's crazy. It's 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 out of control. It's out, and look. So all of this does, I believe, play into the mark of the beast. I mean, I think it's each of these are little components of what will be done uh, when that time actually comes. So exactly what that mark of the beast is exactly how it's implemented, I think is still an open question, but we're certainly, I think, getting previews of how this is going to, this is going to come about. And remember, this all came about in a year. I mean, this was yeah. not, uh, yeah. this, this was not, this was not really being discussed. There's a few of us, were, I think you and I talked about uh, Davos from the twenty. Yeah, we talked about it. 18 conference, yeah. the, the transhumanism stuff yeah. and hacking humanity and that type of thing. So there were sort of big, broad concern or discussions and concerns about that. And now here we are all of a sudden. It, it was almost like a year ago today that the lockdowns really started. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, it's, and it's like what I've mentioned so many times in other videos is it was all practiced with um, – the the um, event 201 just a couple of months before the outbreak of the COVID-19 and the um, Johns Hopkins Institute, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the World Economic Forum combined to do a practice run for a COVID pandemic, basically, a coronavirus pandemic. And oh, how are we going to censor people and how are we going to control the narrative and all that? And, you know, th th they did this practice run and then they've implemented everything that they practiced down to a T and uh, it, it was it's to me it's no way that's coincidence and so yes they're pushing all these things and another angle what you mentioned um, you know the social credit score that's going to affect your bank account I, I played a, a clip from um, Glenn Beck in my last video that I put out actually if folks haven't seen that last video I did please take the time to watch it. It is 55 minutes long. It's called Planetary Nightmare and some other uh, things on the title. But there's so much information in that that I tried to jam in. But, yeah, Glenn Beck here was talking about the um, the banks in America and the social credit score. You won't be able to get a home loan or a car loan or basically anything. That's where it starts. Um, if you're not a good planetary citizen, as James Musker would call it, um, and really, this is oh, there's so many things being trialed in different parts of the world, and it's all converging. And you can see all that they're just like all little tentacles of the same octopus, really. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It, it it has kind of come on us with sort of uh, stunning speed. You know, I, I mean, look, people have lost PayPal accounts. And if so, if this Equality Act in the U.S. comes into play, uh, and it works in the in the in the land where uh, the First Amendment says we have freedom of speech and the free exercise—not freedom of religion, but the free exercise of religion—and uh, there's a specific provision in that Equality Act that says 
the uh, there was a religious restoration freedom act it said you know you have the rights you don't have to do certain things because you have the right to free exercise of religion and it says in specifically in the act that won't be a defense to any claims under this act so we're going to have girls or uh, trans girls that are guys biological males will be competing against biological females in sports competitions I played, and I know we're sort of running close on time, but I played a little uh, animated clip yesterday in my update that compared boys high school track, national high school boys track results from 2016 and the 100 meters, 200 meters and high jump to the Olympic women in the 2016 Olympics. The high school boys you know, all the way down, the top eight high school boys beat the top eight women in every single category. And the women's times and results in the high jump were insufficient to allow them to qualify for the high school boys uh, national finals. So, but we're going to ignore science. We're going to ignore facts and if you're against this and you speak out against this, they're coming for you. They're, and they're, they're going to come. I, mean, I just got emails today from people. What, what are churches supposed to do? How are churches going to handle this? Because they say anything that has a public use becomes a public accommodation, and you have to comply with the Equality Act provisions about transgender and LGBT and all these agendas. And my response is churches cannot let public organizations use their buildings. It has to be completely church-sponsored and driven. And I think churches have to wrestle with whether they even want to be in the business, if you will, of performing marriages. Because that's going to bring the wrath of government down on you. Yeah, there's so many of these type of things. And, you know, you can have um, transgender um, freaks, I'm sorry, but, you know, doing story time for little children with their transgender books. But Dr. Seuss gets banned. And then there even being, you know, some calls in some quarters to um, about Pepe Le Pew from Looney Tunes being, you know, basically responsible for the part really responsible for the rape culture i mean a good grief this is just complete insanity everything's upside down and topsy-turvy i don't know if you saw that the there's an organization called learning for justice that puts out lesson plans and they have a uh, thing called the math equity toolkit i think i talked about it a week ago they're heavily funded in part by the Bill and Melissa Gates Foundation. And they essentially say things like insisting that students have the right answer in math class is, uh, you know, white privilege and power yeah, demonstration. It's just craziness. Yeah. And so these, so you want somebody who doesn't get the right answer in math, uh, being an engineer, <laughs> um, that, that makes up an airplane. Mm. Well, you can't fly on airplanes now anyway, if you don't get, <laughs> if you don't get jabbed. So yeah. I guess that's, it's kind of a hypothetical, <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it is a very strange dystopian world. It is, um, you know, uh, well, it's operating on many levels. It, it is. And uh, there are so many more angles we could cover. Um, but I guess we're, we're kind of running out of time and, you know, in, in a way, this has been enough discouraging information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't really uh, want to what, talk what about that. Uh, looming world war, looming thermonuclear war. We'll leave that go for a Oh, yeah, a yeah. We haven't even touched on the Middle East and, and Biden's oh, policies goodness. there. That's for a whole other day. But, um, yep. yeah, what 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 can we do, John, just, just to try and close up with something to give people a little bit of hope? Look, um, it, it's, it seems trite to say that God is still in control. God's well aware of what's going on. And I, I do think that God will, I'm not sure how God handles this for everybody. I think some of our, listen, 
throughout church history, people have been persecuted to the point of death. Um, I think that's going to continue. I think that's probably going to increase. And I think that's probably going to come to the West, which has been largely immune from that for, for quite a while. Um, I think we need to fight it. I think we need to stand up against it. I think we need to speak the truth. I think we need to be bold in doing that. Um, even that because ultimately what we need to do is we need to live our lives so that we glorify the Lord. And that happens in even tough times. You know, Tony, I remember the guys in the orange suits on the beach in Libya. They were taken there by ISIS. And they were Coptic Christians from Egypt. And they were they were all beheaded on that beach. Now, a lot of Christians got, well, those aren't really real Christians. You know, their, their theology was off. And the, the point, though, was that the bad guys, the ISIS guys, thought they were Christians. So they're not going to they're not going to examine when, when they start persecuting people. They're not going to examine your statement of faith to make sure that you have a proper statement of faith. But also remember one thing that happened to a man, those 20 or 24 men that were kneeling on the beach being headed were crying out to Jesus at that time. So I think whether they were saved or not before, they ended up relying totally on Jesus for what was going to happen then. And I think if we unpack that, we will see that God is being glorified in many instances like that. There are numerous, there's words, you know, pretty good information that Iraq is having, a, or Iran is having a revival. There are Christians standing up, even though they've been decimated, those that are left are standing up for the truth in the Kurdish regions of Iraq and elsewhere. And there's tremendous stories coming out of there uh, about, how these people are, you know, they're being protected. They're, they're being brought before Islamic judges and they're winning. And so we need to be bold. We need to know that God is in control and that everything we do should be directed towards glorifying God as best as we can in our circumstances. God will take care of it. Uh, you know, as a true Christian, we know that, um, well, I think one thing that the world never seems to get and it, it's it kind of drives the transhumanism movement and a lot of other movements is um, since the beginning of time um, as I understand scripture there might have been two people that got out of here alive um, which means that everybody else died and all of us are going to die so we all have to be ready to meet the Lord we, we either believe the gospel of Jesus Christ or we don't. So I think that we're sort of at that stage where people are going to have to make a really bold decision. Uh, God is glorified in our weakness. I, I have to tell you, as, as, and I talk about a lot of things, and I know that people get upset with me that um, you know I'm negative, that things aren't positive. I'm just telling you, I'm I don't even share a lot of what I see because I don't think people could handle it. But it's very strange, and not to build myself up, but I have this strange sense of peace about things. I, I don't get I, – I have moments like you're having today where I'm really concerned about where this is going uh, because I have a wife – you have a wife, you know, we want to make sure that things go well for them. And it's, it's difficult. So, but I do have this strange sense of peace about how all this stuff is going to work out. Ultimately, I know ultimately Jesus comes back and Jesus wins, but we're in for a tough time until then. I, I don't know how to sugarcoat it. Um, so I'm, but I'm, I have a sense of peace about me that um, I, think comes from the Lord. Yeah, well, thanks, John. Yeah, that's a good insight at the end there. And yeah, we, we've got to 
put our trust in God. And sometimes it can be easy to start thinking about all the what ifs and you know and and take God out of the equation in our own thinking. But I guess um, we've got to be in the Word and in prayer and and trust in God ultimately. Well, I want to thank you again for being on the show, John. It's been a, a very interesting discussion again. Thanks, Tony. Always good to talk to you. And it's always great to have you on the show, and no doubt we'll do it again soon. Sure. Look forward to it. Folks, remember to make sure to go to our website, a minutetomidnight.com, subscribe to our blog down the right-hand side, enter your email, so you get notifications of all of our posts. And our videos are being posted primarily on our website. Audio is also on iTunes, and we have Rumble, and BitChute channels as well. Uh, Videos like this one we can't put on YouTube, just a little trailer at this point uh, because of censorship. So make sure you go to our website first and foremost. And also if you want to donate, A Minute to Midnight is run 100% by donations and you can do that at our website. We really do greatly appreciate the people that do help and support us that way. Also, uh, the music used in the shows I've written, played and recorded and you can download that on the website as well if you want. So that's it for this show. Uh, God willing, we'll be back with another one in a few days' time. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.